Alright, welcome to another exciting episode of Until Dawn. My name is Koi, and with me, as always, is my beautiful wife, Felicia. Hello, everyone. Okay, so it's been a while since we've recorded our last episode. So, what has been going on since then? Gosh, since then, let's see, we recorded at the end of August, and now it's almost the middle of September, so... Oh my gosh. So we missed our two-week mark. We did. But you started a new job. I changed job. jobs, yeah. We judged a parade. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was exciting for me. It was like a small town, but I liked doing that. And the night that we were originally going to record, our son had that scooter accident. Yeah, he decided to make a 90-degree turn in the driveway and almost break his arm. Yeah, was, so we ended up going to the ER. Because we so, reco- could have recorded live. Right. <laughs> untold stories of the ER. Yeah, luckily it was not broken. No. But of course, and then today he, like, face plants himself on a chair. Yeah, has so a he... huge goose egg on his head. Boys are the worst. Oh, my gosh. We went and saw It. Yeah, that was really good. I that really, really liked good. it. Of course, that's the same thing everybody says. Nobody has anything bad to say about it. It's just a big love fest for it. Yeah, I wanted to go back and see it again. And, and it's spooky season. It's official, because Walmart has all their Halloween stuff out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they don't put it out in, like, July, like, months early like they do for every other holiday, like Christmas. Yeah. It's always spooky season at our house. Everything's Halloween here. Yeah, that's true. And even more exciting news is we were invited to speak at Troy Taylor's Dead of Winter Festival. So we wanted to give you guys a quick rundown of that. So the festival itself is going to be held February 10th in 2018 from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. I always put the a.m. and p.m. in there because when it comes to the paranormal, you don't know if it's 10 at night to 5 in the morning. And this year, it will be held at the Mineral Springs Hotel, which is, if you haven't been there, is really exciting. Other speakers will include Troy Taylor and Cody Beck from the American Hauntings podcast. In addition to them, Gavin Kelly and Paula Purcell from the new Amazon original series, Paranormal Journey Into the Unknown which is going to be premiering in October. Dave Goodwin, a St. Louis area police officer and author of two books about soldiers and the supernatural. And last but certainly not least is Dave Nunley from It's Raining Zen, which is a locally owned new age shop. And on top of that is actually located within the Mineral Springs Hotel. And he's the one that we did the interview with on the episode about Mineral Springs. Right, so if you want a little bit of insight or maybe even possibly a preview of something he might talk about, because I don't know exactly what he's talking about yet, you can go back and listen to that episode. So in addition to everyone speaking, there's also going to be some after-hours events, one of which is Dinner with the Dead, which will be hosted by Troy Taylor, and a ghost hunt of the Mineral Springs Hotel, which so far, in my opinion, has been my favorite place to investigate. So any opportunity to do that is definitely something you should look into. And you can find out more information by going to AmericanHauntingsInc.com, which don't worry about it. I'll put that in the show notes, so it'll be easy to find. All right, so yeah, like I said, February 10th, 2018, from 10 to 5, And with that, I think it's time to go grab some spooky scoops. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hello. 
this uh, big cat that's supposed to be around? <laughs> of course. Some say it's a puma. Others, a giant ape. And still others say it's the sucara. A sucara? It's a new kind of animal to me. That's a famous jungle demon. It tears living animals to shreds with its claws and then feeds upon them. Has been known to attack humans also. Hasn't so far, I hope. No. But I'm sure it will. Okay, so I got my story from Mysterious Universe, September 20th, 2017, which is today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Wait. (laughs) I got mine from the future. So yours is happening now? (laughs) I guess so. That's why it confused me. Okay, I don't know. Mine is from tomorrow. Which I guess the episode's going to come out tomorrow, so it will be news. Okay, wait. Mine is from today. Right? It's too much thinking for me. Did I already say the title of it? No. Okay. (laughs) It's late for me. River of human blood seen flowing from the earth in Louisiana. Louisiana area news station WBRZ first broke the story when one of its viewers sent a picture of a disturbing sight. The photograph appears to show a stream of human blood flowing straight out of the ground and spilling onto a nearby road. The worst part, the leak was happen- happening directly behind the Green Oaks Funeral Home in Baton Rouge. Did you see the picture? Yeah. It was disturbing. <laughs> I do not do blood, so it was very disturbing to me. WBRZ reached out to the funeral home, Baton Rouge Health official officials, for a statement. But they were strangely dismissive considering the case involved a river of human blood. Baton Rouge Department of Environmental Services spokesperson Adam Smith gave the prototype government employee not my problem response and ensured that they'd give it the proverbial tomorrow. So does that mean they're going to look into it on the 21st? <laughs> right. They're going to wait till Monday. And for everyone else that's obviously not sitting in the, in the room where we're recording... It's only 8.30. So when she says it's really late, it's only 8.30. I go to bed really early. Yeah. I do. I admit it. Okay, they said we we sent out both... Oh, I hate when it's like bad grammar. I'm sorry. Okay. We sent out both... I, I, Is it a quote? <laughs> yes, it's a quote and it's wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's their quote. Okay, it's their quote. Okay. We sent out both our sewer inspectors and our environmental specialists to take a look. We determined that it wasn't a sewer issue and that it was an issue on private property. We've been really concentrating on restaurants lately, so we haven't been looking into funeral homes. But we're going to go ahead and get them signed up for a permit tomorrow. The official explanation is that an underground tank of embalming fluids became clogged or otherwise malfunctioned spilling a mixture of blood and formaldehyde into the street. So I wonder how much a river of blood permit costs. <laughs> Is it like building a shed? Well, it's not the river of blood. I don't know what you're saying. Well, they're going to get them signed up for a permit. A permit for what? To pour their river to blood out the back? I think it's a permit to inspect them. I don't know. So you got to get a permit to get inspected? Probably. Not just a, I don't know. Nope. That's crazy, though. It's super creepy. I don't know. I don't think they're going to pass inspection. I just can't get over that picture. Like, if that picture is legit... Oh, God, you made it big. That is disgusting. Yeah, you can see where it's, like, coming out the top there. Okay, let's take that down. (laughs) Well, we'll put a link up on our page. Yeah. 
so everybody can be disgusted like me right now. Alright, so let's move on to your story because I can't handle this. Yeah, my story is in a completely different direction. So, in North Carolina, of course, if you've been following anything that's been going on in North Carolina, they've had quite the run of Bigfoot encounters. There's now even a new self-proclaimed Bigfoot investigation squad called Bigfoot 911, who have reported numerous sightings of Bigfoot. And it's, it's gotten even to the extent that the police in the area have had to issue warnings not to shoot any ape-man-looking creatures prowling the woods. So, with all this going on, a woman has now decided that she needed to create a Bigfoot attracting spray, which she is calling Bigfoot Juice. And she's actually, and she's selling it. And she was asked, well, how do you know that it works? Because the Charlotte Observer interviewed her. And she came back and said, that's a tough question. I guess I could ask, how do you know it doesn't work? I think that's enough to say. It can't attract a Bigfoot. To attract a Bigfoot, you need to smell woodsy. <laughs> so I guess maybe like trees and grass. Enough to keep enough to keep from scaring them, but then slightly different enough to make them curious and come investigate. So you don't want to be too normal smelling. You need to smell a little woodsy, but just enough to bring them in. Webb claims that the product has been field tested by the Bigfoot 911. Of course, her husband, Corey, is a member, so I don't know if he tested it. I don't know if it was, you know, some full scientific testing. But if you're in the North Carolina area and you're looking for Bigfoot, Maybe it might not it might not hurt to go pick up some uh, Bigfoot juice. I wonder if it smells like that dough, whatever that stuff is that you have for hunting. Like dough urine and oh stuff. Oh God, yeah, that stuff's nasty. Well, you with that they you know they wrangle up some deer and then collect it from the source. I don't think she's using Bigfoot urine. Right, she might be. Mm. It's true. Maybe that's how maybe that's how she knows it works. <laughs> so. I think that's gonna that's gonna do it for my story. That's all I've got. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. All right, so let's uh, take a quick break and we'll dive into our main topic: haunted Disney. A sudden draft from a window that was supposed to have been closed. A chill at the back of the neck. Groans, creaks and bumps in the night. Man has always been frightened by the dark, troubled by noises just beyond the reach of lights, occurrences just beyond the reach of understanding. Okay, so this episode will be different than anything we've done before because it's not actually anything we've investigated. It's not... I guess it's kind of legend. Urban legend. Urban legend. Lore. Rumor. But we had went to Disney and I thought it would be fun to do an episode on haunted Disney or stories that we could find. So we are not saying it's haunted. We are not saying these stories are true. Are you saying it's not the most magical place on earth? It is the most magical place on (laughs) earth. I'm saying I don't know these stories are true because I found them on the internet. So they're probably... Well, it's on the internet. It must be true. No. So, but they make good stories and... I love Disney and I love ghosts, so this is good for me. It's just different than usual, so 
I'm just letting everybody know ahead of time. All right. Do you want to go first? No, go ahead. Okay. So the first story I found, and I'm going to say some of these are Disney World and some of these are Disneyland and some of them I'm not sure. Right. Their world or land. Okay. So the first one, first one is Pirates of the Caribbean at Disney World. So in the 1970s, when it was being built, a welder named George died, which I think is funny because I call Koi George. It's like a nickname I gave him. What, like? 2007. 2007. So now he's George to me. But anyway. That's our ghost doors. Yeah. <laughs> also known as our kids running through the house. Right. Some say that George died by being crushed by a beam and others say he fell from the ride's burning city. People report mysterious footsteps, apparitions, and strange occurrences such as phone calls from the control room when no one is there. Cast members make sure to tell George good morning and good night over the intercom every day. If not, the ride has been known to come on overnight and be running when people arrive in the morning for shift. George's presence is most felt in the area of the burning city. Many people believe that they have captured photos that show paranormal activity in that area. So I seen some of the photos from that area, but it was like, like mist and stuff, but it kind of just looked like smoke or fog. And I was trying to think where in that ride, if there was, I'm sure it was foggy. Mm -hmm. So the skeptic in me is like, it was just fog, but it's a good story. Yeah. Okay. So did you find... A story? Yes. And this one actually does take place at Disneyland, supposedly. I say supposedly with all this because who knows. This one's called Dolly's Dip. And supposedly in 1984, a woman named Dolly Young was vacationing at Disneyland. And an unknown accident happened. More than likely, she was not buckled into her seat. She had undid it. Uh, it's the 80s. <laughs> Did they even have buckles? It's the 80s. <laughs> the 80s can be blamed for so many things. Right. I mean, I don't even know if seatbelts were invented yet. Oh my god. <laughs> so, more than likely, it's suspected that she was checking on her children while riding the Matterhorn. I don't know if I remember the Matterhorn. I don't. And she was thrown from her bobsled and onto the tracks. So right there doesn't make sense. I don't know if that necessarily makes sense to me because that means she was thrown forward, I guess. Well, maybe it stops suddenly. Oh, it stops suddenly. So she was thrown from her bobsled <laughs> onto the track and another bobsled... Oh, there you go. Another one ran her over. Another bobsled ran her over, causing the entire ride to be shut down. No surprise there. And when cast members investigated, they reported seeing no blood, only her feet... And legs sticking out from underneath the bobsled. Oh my god, it sounds like the Wizard of Oz. Right. And so ever since then, that section of the track has been called Dolly's Dip by cast members. <laughs> and they have reported hearing her voice, which I, I'm kind of curious to what she was saying. And feeling cold spots or being watched while walking the track after closing. So that's what I was able to find. Dolly's Dip. Okay, so I have one about Disneyland, too. Of course, it's Walt Disney. Ah. And this one's a really popular one, so I'm sure everyone's heard it. 
So on Main Street, above the fire station, it said that Walt Disney had an apartment up there. That's where he would stay, where his family would stay. Walt would retreat up there to do work when he needed to. People knew he was there if they seen a light on in the window above the fire department. After his death, a cleaning lady cleaned the apartment and shut the lamp off. When she got to the street below, she noticed the lamp was still turned on. She returned to the apartment and once again shut the lamp off. Once she re- reached the street for the second time, she looked up only to see the light back on. It is said that the park has now decided to always leave the lamp lit to show that Walt Disney is always watching over the park. Besides the lamp being turned on, some cast members have reported hearing footsteps, doors opening and closing in the apartment when it's vacant. It's interesting. So I have another story, and this one comes from, I don't know, Disney World or Disneyland. It could be either or. I don't know where the Haunted Mansion opened first. But this supposedly happened back in 1969, before the ride actually officially opened. And it was they were doing early test rides, and it said that a guest went on one of those early test rides and had a heart attack on the ride and died of fright. <laughs> and that this delayed the opening. Of the Haunted Mansion. Of the Haunted Mansion. Nice. So, maybe the Haunted Mansion is haunted. Maybe it is. Okay, I have actually have Haunted Mansion stories, too. Of course the Haunted Mansion has lots of stories, right? So, everyone says that everyone leaves ashes on all the rides. Actually, I've heard that a lot, but one of them that I heard was that a mom had left the ashes of her son. Like, younger son that had passed. And this is at Disneyland. Little boy has been seen running around the ballroom scene. And also cast members have seen a little boy crying at the exit like he's looking for his mom. I saw ghosts running around in the ballroom. Yeah, I did too. I seen him dancing. Um, the other one of the Haunted Mansion is at Disney World. It's called The Bloody Bride, that story. So this one's about a bride and groom. I guess they weren't technically married yet, but supposedly they both really loved the Haunted Mansion ride. And they were supposed to be getting married, and then the bride finds out that the fiancé, he really didn't love her. He was just going to be marrying her for her money. So she downs, like, two bottles of pills and a bottle of whiskey. She gets on the ride, and supposedly she dies while on the ride. Her spirit is still lingers and appears in the ride. Only when she appears now, she's covered in blood. Why is she covered in blood? I don't know. Because it's scary. <laughs> it does It does make it a better story <laughs> if she's covered in blood. Right. Now, this isn't quite as scary as the bloody, bloody bride. brides and stuff. But I don't know if this is at Disneyland or Disney World. But it's saying that as the little car that you ride around in through the, the Haunted Mansion. The Doom Buggy. The Doom Buggy. Whenever you travel up to the ballroom scene... At whichever park it is, there's supposed to be a large spider on the glass just before you pass into the attic. And it's said that that's because in the 70s, a man actually shot a gun at the glass. But the glass was bulletproof, and so it didn't actually puncture the glass. And at the time, it was too expensive to repair, so they just put a big spider on the glass. So, if you happen to be going to Disney World or Disneyland, 
look for that. And if that's actually the case, let us know, because I'd like to know. You know, we can ask. Yeah. We can ask Denise if it's true. That's, yeah, there you go. She'll know. If anybody would, it would be her. I do know that my kid, our kids think it's haunted. Right. That Ryan scared <laughs> the crap out of them. Yes. Dagan, definitely. Yeah, he was so scared. We probably scarred him for life. <laughs> But I wasn't missing the haunted mansion. No. <laughs> we drug him on that thing. So do you have anything else? Yes. Okay. So I have Tower of Terror. The Tower of Terror is haunted? Of course. All the scary ones are haunted. <laughs> okay. So this is Disney World, I believe. A cast member who worked as a bellhop on Platform D died suddenly. Some say he was electrocuted, and others say he had a heart attack. Cast members say that he still haunts the area, though. It is reported that the bellhop makes appearances and things are moved around and misplaced often. A ghostly figure has appeared in the photos taken on the ride. Which makes me laugh, because it says, like, things are... What did it say? Moved around. I mean, there's, like, thousands of people. Right. Yeah, yeah things are moved around. Yeah, like me. Moving around out of my, almost out of my seat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that, right? So I have one that comes from Space Mountain, which again, I don't know if this is Disneyland or Disney World, but this one's called Mr. One Way. And it said that he most often is described as a friendly ghost. I don't know how Casper feels about that. (laughs) And he, he actually appears in line as a, living person chatting and enjoying the day. Sometimes he's described as a grown man with reddish hair. And sometimes he actually is described as a child. So I don't know if it's just one and the same, but it soon becomes obvious like that. He's not, I guess from this century, right? Not, I guess not, maybe not the century, but he's not from this time period, maybe in the way that he's talking or the way that, that he comes across dressed. And then all of a sudden he'll disappear. I'm just curious about his name. Mr. One Way. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't it know doesn't, what that means. I couldn't really find or... anything that... I couldn't either. I, it does say that the spirit will board the ride next to a single rider. So I don't know if like he'll get on oh. in front of you or behind you. And then at the end of the ride, he's not there. Right. So he he's, on a one, he's on a one-way trip. Yeah, that makes sense. And this, apparently this ghost is also called Disco Debbie. <laughs> Which I don't know who's making up the names for these ghosts, but you got Dolly Dip I got Dolly's and Dip and Disco <laughs> Debbie. But supposedly, <laughs> yeah, Sorry. she uh, she was a former cast member who died while working on Space Mountain. So and it's she's a... characterized by a fluorescent green glow. So is this another ghost there? I, see, it's all it was all within the same story. So I don't know if they just they kind of lumped all the Space Mountain ones, but. I was just thinking Disco Debbie definitely sounds like (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like she gets, you know, the mask pulled off at the end. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I really like that one. All right. What do you got? I got Disneyland. And for that one, Mr. One Way, I had that at Disneyland. Oh, there's it. So there you go. For Disneyland, I have the lady in white. A ghostly apparition of a lady in Victorian clothing. She's said to be seen walking on Main Street in the evening, helping lost children find their way to the baby care center. So are all the ghosts at Disney at Disney just friendly ghosts? Of course they're friendly ghosts. They're Disney. But I'm like, how many 
kids are lost at Disneyland. Like she's out there taking all the lost kids in, right? Taking them where? Into the baby care center. Uh, I don't know. That sounded crazy to me. Is it the baby me. care center or is it the baby scare center? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> so I have another, this is, doesn't actually have to do with ghosts or anything, but this is another legend or rumor. And this one has to do with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. It said that it's no secret that, you know, back in the 60s and stuff, it was a lot cheaper to use real skeletons rather than using prop or fake skeletons. <laughs> and it was said that several real skeletons were actually on display in the ride when it opened in 1967. I just don't know where did they get the real skeletons. You know, eventually the bodies were replaced. Hopefully. But the rumors persist that at least one skull and crossbones set over the dead captain's bed is said to be a real human skeleton. I'm sure it is. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, I mean, in the movie Poltergeist, they used real skeletons. Did they really? Yeah. at the Towards the end where he falls into that pit. Yeah. And it's like all the water. The and original Poltergeist. Yeah, the original. Not the, yeah, not the recent one. Not the crappy yeah, they, poltergeist. It was horrible. It was awful. It was not horrible. Oh my god. When the tree came to life and was like... That happened in the other one. Yeah, but this one was... No. The drone thing was a little far-fetched. <laughs> the drone? <laughs> Write us in. Let us know what you guys thought about oh the... About, you know... It wasn't as good as the original, but was a, the remake decent? No, it wasn't. <laughs> What do you got? Give me, give me another okay. story. So Disneyland, this is a true story. Okay. Well, they're all true stories. <laughs> Thomas Cleveland, 1966 graduate, snuck into the park at night to celebrate his graduation. To avoid being caught by security, he climbed onto the monorail track. He was struck by a monorail train and died. It is said a, a ghost can be seen running along the monorail track today. Running on it? Running along. Oh. Like beside it? Well, probably not. I don't know. Probably not beside it because it's in the air. Well, it's a ghost. It just sounds like another Scooby-Doo one to me. That's the most believable one yet. Much more than the, you know, the Haunted Mansion heart attack. Right. Or the Bloody Bride. Yes. So, my last story, it's a little, it's not very long. It's pretty much a short one. It's another Space Mountain story. Not doesn't have anything to do with Disco Debbie, but it said that whenever it was being built, or I guess actually more along the lines of after it was built, a cast member was testing the roller coaster before it opened to the public, and for whatever reason, he decided it'd be a good idea to stand up on the ride, and maybe he was looking at Disco Debbie, because she was a, <laughs> was a, a fluorescent ghost. And, but either way, he or she stood up on the ride and was beheaded. I'm calling BS on that one. <laughs> Maybe it was Mr. One-Way. You can't stand up on it. But, you know, he's like the uh, the headless space ghost. Yeah, that's another one that scared Dagan. Yes. <laughs> we took him on that one first because it was yeah, like was the most scary. That was a bad idea probably because that ruined him for the rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he was not riding another roller coaster after that. <laughs> Parents of the year. Okay, so I got this one, 1999 at Disney World. 12-year-old guests said that they were on It's a Small World. They had to be 
evacuated for an undisclosed reason. Guests were asked to leave and just keep walking and looking forward. Her mother didn't want to waste the film, so she just started taking random shots. When the film was developed, one picture, back when you had to develop film, showed the blurry image of a child hanging from the ceiling. What? I actually saw the picture. It's obvious it's a doll. I'm keep- How many times did we write It's a Small World? Once. Oh god, it felt like ten times. <laughs> I thought we wrote it a lot. <laughs> Anyway, I was thinking about this story when we were in there, because I know all these stories. I was looking around for hanging people, because I'm strange like that. It's ob- I mean, come on, there's dolls hanging everywhere. Obviously, right. it's like a doll, but these people claim that it was a hanging person, and that's why it got evacuated. But it's like the drop ceiling, like, could not support that. Right, and why, like, how did the child, the child got in there with, like... Indiana Jones with rope and climbed up right, to the rafters. Right, because the ceiling's tall. Right. Yeah, it's totally not real. That sounds like the whole Wizard of Oz hanging munchkin thing. Yeah. Also not believable. No, that was a bird. It was a bird? It was a bird. Oh, I don't know what it was. I thought it was a hanging flying monkey. <laughs> okay, so that's it. That's all I have for stories. There was a lot more, but it was really overwhelming. Right. It was well. It was hard to find anything on haunted Disney without going through like forty articles on the haunted mansion. Right. Everything was haunted mansion. Which, unfortunately, I did hear that down in Disney World with the hurricane, the haunted mansion did get have some damage. Yeah. It did. But it's Disney, so I'm sure it was like up and running the next day. Yes, I seen a picture of the pet cemetery at the haunted mansion, and it was pretty torn up. Maybe sad. Yeah, that's really disappointing. Did you ever see that video of that ghost? I can't remember if it was Disney World or Disneyland. But it was like a ghost walking through. It was like security cameras. It was supposed to be walking through. Like, I think it was down like the sidewalks or the streets and it was passing through. I've heard of it. I didn't actually watch it. What? No. Did you? Yeah, like a hundred (laughs) times. I can't remember if it was debunked or not. So we have to look that up. Yeah, if you know about that, let us know. It like, was a pretty cool video. It's so hard, like, with videos and stuff now. It is. Like, I can't Photoshop anything, so if something comes from me, it's absolutely legit, because I can't do <laughs> any of that. I can barely take a picture. But there's a lot, much more talented people out there, so... That was a cool video. Without seeing the source material, it's hard to say anymore. Yeah. I just never heard anything else about it. You know, things get, like, popular and they're everywhere and then something then that, else happens. Yeah. Well, you know, something being debunked is not nearly as cool as something happening. Yeah, it's true. Your opinions on haunted, not haunted? Well, I I think it I think it very well could be haunted. Not necessarily because people are getting cut in half on bobsled rides <laughs> or having heart attacks on the haunted mansion. Although, you know, I thought Dagan was going to have a heart attack. He was absolutely <laughs> frightened. But I think, you know, if someone, you know, loves something enough, you know, it has, you know, all that energy's there, you know, high emotions, it's very possible. I mean, it'd be no different. No reason to think it wouldn't be haunted. Other places, you know, where people haven't died are haunted. So it's possible. Anything's possible. Yep. Disco Debbie <laughs> survives. 
So you have anything else on Haunted Disney? Um, no. It will be something I keep following. Like, I'm in a few groups, and people are always popping in with little stories and stuff, so just because it interests me so much. There will be more to follow. <laughs> more to come. All right, well, I'd say that does it for this one. You can find us on Facebook at Until Dawn Podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Until Dawn Podcast. Or you can email us at UntilDawnPodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want, you can call us or send us a text message at 913-703-DAWN. And if you leave a voicemail or send us a text, we'll read it or play it on the show. We actually had two phone calls. We did. We did. Yeah. It only took ten, it's only taken almost 10 episodes, but we had two phone it's only calls. It's like 6 months. Yeah. <laughs> they fi- everyone finally figured out the, the numbers for Dawn. But they didn't leave a message. So if you don't leave a message, I can't play it on the show. Or it was the wrong number. Probably a wrong number, but I was I was excited. <laughs> You didn't even tell me that. Well, there was no nothing. You know, that was the extent of it. Mm. It wasn't. You know, there was, was no excited for a minute. Right. But yeah, call us, text us, let us know what you thought about the new Poltergeist movie. That it was, you know, it wasn't that it was horrible. awful. No, it wasn't that awful. Mm. There was just room for improvement. It's growing. It's, you know, it had some growing pains. So until next time, I'm Koi. I'm Felicia. And this is Until Dawn.